0: we journey through life, we all pick up baggage along the way, and some baggage is heavier than others, and over time, if we're not careful, that baggage can begin to wear us down. I'm Leo Allen, and on this episode of Voluntary Input, I'm joined by the incredible Kiana Cox as she shares her life story which eventually led to her living a life of curiosity-filled entrepreneurship and eventually authoring the book Unpacked Baggage, getting to know Kiana Cox from A to Z. Never forced, never coursed. Open discussions about things in life that matter to you most. From tech to TV, movies, and gaming, and everything in between. Visit VoluntaryInput.com to subscribe, contact us, and find out how you can support the show. Catch new episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and everywhere else you listen to podcasts. Welcome to Voluntary Input. Well, okay, Kiana, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, reading through your bio literally made me tired. <laughs> <laughs> what haven't you done is the question almost.
1: <laughs> what haven't I done? That's that's a better question. You know, I've never had that question asked people. What do you do? So now you're asking, what haven't I done? Yeah, of course, there's a lot of things that I haven't done um yet
0: not yet right not
1: not yet there's still some more
0: (laughs) more room to grow
1: yes
0: but again thank you so much for coming on um we titled the show basically after your book unpacked baggage because um simply there was no better way to to describe um what you do and the person that you are i mean that's what you talk about basically everyone has baggage and there's power in unpacking that baggage. I had someone, I heard someone once say, you know, I can't trust the person who tells me they don't have issues because <laughs> we mm-hmm. all have some sort of baggage, right?
1: Yes. And and issues, again, you have those issues with an S and issues with a Z as to where the A to Z came from. Like Z is the last letter of the alphabet. Oh. You can't have any more issues than that. And that's how I felt with me. I had issues with the Z. (laughs) (laughs) Let's
0: talk about what brought you to that point. Your history is quite an interesting one, starting from when you were a child. Can you share a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, so when I was two, my mom was murdered with me, present in the home. And so that kind of started some things, although I don't remember, which is a great thing, because that could be very traumatic or could have been very traumatic in the part of another situation. Um, And yeah, that kind of started some things. Um, I would have to say with a mother, I don't recall the incident. I have people who ask me, oh, do you remember what happened? Mm -hmm. I even went to a parole hearing for the guy who murdered her. And that was something that they wanted to know if I remember, because there are some people who say at two years old, they remember, but I don't remember I remember the situation. I don't remember anything. Um, I just know now exactly what happened about ten years ago with this parole hearing and him explaining from start to finish and why he did it and where he is today, which he's he's still incarcerated. Yeah, and he stabbed her nineteen times. And oh my God! Took a shower and. And yeah, and they did ask him. So this is what I found very interesting during the parole here. And they asked him if um, he thought about harming the little girl because that's what they kept referencing me to. He said, "I did, but I couldn't." Mm. And that was a very, that was very, very interesting for someone who just stabbed someone nineteen times and some other things that occurred. And then he said, "I thought about doing something to the." To the baby, but I I couldn't. So um, I actually have a book that I've written before this one: why people do what they do, um, and it's not what you think. So yeah, why is that? I mean, listening to his upbringing and what happened to him was really why I went to the parole hearing because it wasn't the first time that they had it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a series of incidents that led me up to wanting now to put a face with what happened and listening to his version to what I now was made aware of.
0: That's tragic. Um, I mean, I know why I have my opinion as to why he didn't hurt the baby, but that's neither <laughs> here nor there. But anyway, moving on. So what did you just live with grandparents, family? How, where did you go from there?
1: Yes. So my grandmother, my maternal, my mother's mom took me and my two sisters. I have two twin sisters on my mom's side. They are older than me. So see, that's and that's a different situation because they do recall her. They remember her. Mm -hmm. I don't remember. So um, we did grow up with my grandmother who did the best that she could. She had us in Catholic school. She um, gave us pretty much anything that we wanted. Um, however, it still wasn't the mother. It wasn't our, our mom. And that did affect each and every one of us in a different way. And a little more with my sisters, because again, they were older and they remember, um, my mom, I didn't. So.
0: And I don't know how grief counseling was during this time. Were they receiving that? Were you receiving it? And was it effective at all? Cause I've heard people, you know, depending on the time when something happens, cause people would be like, yeah, well back then counseling was, uh, you know,
1: you know what? Uh, the interesting thing, my grandmother just told me that she went to counseling, um, after it happened more to get a better understanding of what to do with us and their twins. And so, um, one thing I thought was interesting that they told her was to not dress them alike, so they can have their own identity. But mm. that was interesting, them being twins. And then there was a, a like a, a picking on me. <laughs> and, <laughs> well, you would baby sister. Was the <laughs> yeah, yeah I, was the, I was the youngest. And so that was something she said that they talked to her about too. Which again, she just told me this last year for the first time, I never knew that she had any type of counseling or or therapy, but it was more for us, not even really for her specifically. Mm -hmm. It was to help raise us and how she could do her best raising us and what to do in that situation. Cause what, what do you do? And on top of that with her grieving, because that was her Her daughter.
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: So, um, yeah.
0: So, and then moving on, um, you start growing up, you go to school and you were immediately a straight A student, right?
1: No, (laughs) (laughs) no, (laughs) no. I was actually a very, very private again, with them being twins. um, I was very private. Like I I had my own friends, but I did a lot of things alone Um, for some odd reason. I just, Isolated myself to to a degree because I had friends and I would go over there, but um, no, I was just uh, very. I say private. My grandmother would say sneaky. It was it was private (laughs) because some of the things that I did, I was definitely out. I didn't hide it. I just was I just was private. I did a lot of things alone. So um, yeah, I was like that Lone Ranger type. Um, but had friends as well and did that too. But I didn't mind because you have some people, they don't want to be alone. They always have someone around or feel the need to have someone around. That wasn't me. I could go to the movies by myself. I can go to dinner by myself. I could do those type things. I was just wanted some some time alone. But no, I wasn't always a, a straight A student. I was. Up until the eighth kindergarten to the eighth grade, I got perfect attendance. It was something about school and not missing school. I didn't get sick or anything like that. And maybe that was my um, outlet of being around other kids. And I just wanted to be out. But, yeah, Yeah. I got perfect attendance and just focused on school. Um, I did other things, too. (laughs) I was Sneaky, sneaky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm gonna go with grandma on this because grandma's usually right. <laughs> that girl, yes, yeah, I out. definitely
1: did some things that I had no business. Right, doing. Oh, we and, all we all do, and yeah. that's in the book. I I will that it will be exposed once the book is released, <laughs> and she will find that out as long with the rest of the family. <laughs>
0: and she'll say, "I knew it." Wow. <laughs> <laughs> then after school did you go on into uh so high school i mean i don't know if you want to talk about high school i, I tend to not talk about high school i uh,
1: <laughs> oh, so the interesting thing again kindergarten through eighth grade perfect attendance eighth grade salutatorian um yeah i just was so focused in school then but I was in Catholic school. She put us in Catholic. My grandmother put us in Catholic school. I was in there for, from fourth grade to eighth grade. And ninth grade, I was like, I don't want to wear uniforms anymore. Uh-uh. I wanted to dress because I was so into fashion, which I can accredit her for that, too, because she would take us <laughs> shopping a lot. <laughs> um, and so ninth grade, I was like, OK, this is I'm not going to Catholic school. I want to go to a public school. Um, and it was a very interesting experience because I had been on like lockdown at Catholic <laughs> school for all these different years. Right. And first year, ninth grade, we had open campus for lunch. Why did they do that? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> now that's where where the grades started dropping.
0: Uh-huh, and yeah, yeah.
1: yeah just ex- exploring some other options, and it was just something different. And I just, you know, I really got bored quickly. I asked my counselor in the ninth grade, how can I graduate a year early? Yeah. Which, um, <laughs> that didn't go as I expected <laughs> it to. However, I did graduate a year earlier. Right. Um, I got expelled in the 10th grade. <laughs> no. Yeah, I got expelled in the 10th grade for fighting a boy. Oh, Oh. yeah. But you know what? It actually worked out because when I was 16, I ended up getting pregnant. So now I'm doing independent studies, which allowed me and afforded me to graduate a year early because I took 11th grade the first semester, did all the work and completed that. And then 12th grade, I completed... um, in the second semester. So in one year, I did graduate early, like I wanted to in the ninth grade. I didn't expect it to be that way. And I graduated about a month before I had my first son. So yeah, just really (laughs) interesting. And isn't that
0: how, that's how it goes, isn't it? Like you say, I want to do this but then that's not always how it works out. It may work out, but it doesn't always go the way you expected it to.
1: Right. But it worked yeah, out
0: nonetheless.
1: It, it <laughs> did, but it was defi- definitely not what I, I did not expect to get expelled from school. Right. <laughs> in the 10th grade for finding the boy. <laughs> now
0: it sounds like, and correct me if I'm wrong, it sounds like, it, and just looking at your list of accomplishments, the things you're doing now, the book and yada yada, it sounds like, at that point, as a teen mom, and I've heard this countless times before, that's when you really started hustling. Is that when you started kicking it more into high gear too? Kind of because you had to.
1: Yeah. And and 11 months later, I had my second son. So yeah, (laughs) I definitely I started in uh, medical billing, I got a flyer in the mail, like, hey, you can work from home as a medical biller and make this amount. And I'm like, let me do this. So I took a course and I started there. And so I actually started um, professionally for duration. I did work at Kentucky Fried Chicken for about two days. (laughs) (laughs) My cousin was the manager and I had another odd job that was like one week, but medical billing. I stayed in that even up until after my third son was born. And um, yeah,
0: that's funny you mentioned KFC. I worked there for seven years as a teenager. Did you? Yeah. Well, you know, as a teenager. Then on into like my twenties. I I it was it was either five or seven years. It was one of those I mean, you know, uh Tell my kids this all the time, too. You know, the easiest job you're going to get is a fast food job, so you might as well take it, and it's the easiest job to keep. You kind of have to quit. Like, it's hard to get yeah. fired.
1: Yeah, and then my cousin was the manager, so she hired me, yeah. and it was like, cousin, I'm, I'm leaving. Uh, I can't
0: I can't smell like chicken no more. No, I'm, I'm
1: 15, and the so yeah, this is not working.
0: So then what happened, uh, what brought you – I guess we may fast forward quite a few more years. I don't know. But how did you get to the point of where I'm going to write this book, unpacked baggage? How did you get to that point? And you know, what, what inspired you to do it most importantly?
1: Okay. So fast forwarding after the medical billing, um, I had just had my third son and again, that passion for fashion was there um i was encouraged by a salesman at a furniture store to just go go for it um he recommended a fashion school in san francisco fidm which i attended there i started traveling um, coming to la and really getting outside because i'm from the bay area getting outside of there and seeing new things and i'm like okay it's time to move it's time to leave um, I'm ready to get into film and entertainment and I'm I'm doing these fashion shows with Nordstrom's and Macy's, but I just wanted to get more into um, the, the entertainment world. So I did move to LA and I started off as a stylist working with celebrities and very colorful background in there. I kind of touched on a lot of uh, different areas in the fashion industry too and entertainment to see what um, I like and gravitated to. I opened up a a private post-secondary college in Burbank for fashion wardrobe stylist. Um, A lot of things started. It was great and moving. And then all of a sudden, it was like everything down spiraled. I had multiple deaths in the family. I left and moved to Atlanta um, and stayed out there for five months. And that's where really where the reset happened. Because I was like, I have to get out of California. What is this? What's going on? Why is this going on personally? um, Business. Yeah, I had a really good friend of mine passed away. The next year, my youngest, well, at that time, my youngest son, third son, his dad passed away a couple of weeks before his seventh birthday. Ironically, on the same day my mom was murdered. Oh, my goodness. Just different years. Yeah, that was just really like crazy, um, and so having to, you know, with with him being seven and explaining that situation, and then the school, it was it was just a lot. So I left and went to Atlanta. Um, oh, and then my after the year after that, my grandmother passed away on my dad's side, and then same year, my dad passed away. So he passed away a few months later after um, his mom passed away. And so, yeah, after that, I was just like, I need to escape. I need to get away. I don't know what's going on here. And that's when I went to Atlanta, stayed for five months, worked in ministry there. thought I was kind of getting away (laughs) um, to get peace, but I ended up doing that and then coming back to California. And I'm like, okay, for what? (laughs) Why am I here? I really didn't want to come back. I know I'm not getting back into the school it, not right now, um, so so what is it? And so what I did is, now that my sons, which that was another thing, being a single mother, allowing for my oldest and middle son's dad to take their, um, all three of them, um, that was challenging for me to do that because I had been so used to doing everything, the school, the sports, the, you know, everything uh, with yeah. them and having them, and that was until they were teenagers. And, um, but now here it is. It's just me. I don't have to pick them up from school. I didn't have that, um, that what I was accustomed to um, when I was in California prior. So what I did is I sat down and I just took inventory of I just I said you know what? How many jobs have I had? <laughs> um, what, what what have I been doing? It just gave me time to reflect, and it was more than my age. And I was like, oh no, no! I said it, it's really time for me to pursue purpose, mm-hmm. and that's what really did the. Um, we need to start unpacking baggage because it was just things and questions that started to come up. Personally with me, why was I doing certain things? Why was... Would- why did I do that? What happened here? What happened there? A lot of unresolved things. Um, even I had never been to my mom's, uh, the grave site before. That was something too. That was a part of unpacking the baggage, attending there. And just, you know, the release of that, going to the parole hearing with for the guy who murdered my mom. So yeah, just getting some closure there. I didn't attend my grandmother or my dad's funeral. So yeah, it was just like closure there, going through all his letters, which helped me through the grieving process because when he passed away, I didn't attend the funeral. I just was like, I, I just couldn't, couldn't do it. And, um, but needing closure, which it took about a year, which I don't recommend that for people. I really recommend for people to, to grieve, to, to go through that, that process. Do not, don't, you don't want to suppress it. Um, and what and it looks different for different people. Again, for me, it was more going through every letter he had written, going to the grave site, talking to his his wife, and you know my siblings' pet mothers, and um, yeah. So it just again, I just started one by one, and when I thought, oh yeah, that was what was holding me back, I've overcome that then there was something else <laughs> and i was like oh my like, goodness There's something else and that's how the unpacked baggage um the book came about because i'm like oh no i had some issues <laughs>
0: Do you sometimes find yourself scrolling through the internet looking for articles to read only to find that you can't read through them all because you have other things going on? What if someone could read them to you while you tackle other tasks? Well, Let me tell you about Newsly. Newsly is an all-in-one audio super app for iOS and Android. It picks up web articles about the most trending topics at any given moment and reads them to you in a natural human voice. Simply put, the entire internet becomes listenable, all in one place. Browse articles from topics you choose and you can follow any topic as specific as you'd like. From sports to science to bitcoin, it will find you the latest articles and read them to you aloud. And guess what? They have podcasts as well. Explore trending podcasts from over 50 countries. And yes, this podcast, voluntary input is there too. Download and use Newsly for free now. Follow the Newsly link and use the promo code in the show notes of this episode and receive a one month free premium subscription. So again, if you ever find yourself scrolling through daily articles, stop scrolling and start listening. Follow the Newsly link and use the promo code in the show notes of this episode and receive a one-month free premium subscription. I, the, I, I'm kind of stuck here in my mind your youngest his dad died on the day your mom died and was murdered too as well year. yeah but he just a murdered. different year yes that had to be triggering and yes did you did you explain to him in any at any time did did you did you ever get to the point where you said to him hey did you know that this happened on this day too does he is he aware of that
1: um yeah he's Nineteen now he'll be twenty. So um, it was it was really interesting because again my first and second and the reason why I'm giving numbers is because I'm currently pregnant with twins, two
0: more boys. Congratulations, (laughs) all boys.
1: (laughs) I know people would say you want a girl, and yeah, I'm starting over because my third son he's nineteen. He'll be (laughs) twenty. All boys, and so. So, yeah, so when it was, when it first happened, he had questions. He was mm-hmm. only seven, well, six, almost seven. And I told him when he got 10, I would explain it to him because really I didn't know how to articulate that to him at seven. Um, so I did explain a little more detail without getting too complicated or for because it didn't immediately affect him. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to keep it that way. He still was... As far as what school, he was focused, playing with other kids. It didn't affect him. He didn't have any anger issues. Um, but what really, I would say, helped him um, was that I had experienced it with my mom. And for me to be able to share that experience with him. And when I did visit the gravesite for the first time, he was the only one who went with me.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: Yeah, so he went with me. And um, yeah, it just it just really... I would say helped him to again, let him know you're not alone, you're not the only one who has gone through that and, and will not be the only one to go through that. I experienced it as your mother, and this is what happened. I did have someone ask me last year, how did you cope with that? like how did you how did you deal with that? And I told him, well, it was separate. I mean, different when I was younger and then as an adult. So as an adult, younger, again, I did some things I didn't have any business doing to to suppress what was going on because I didn't know how to handle that. Um, But then as an adult, um, I got saved. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Amen. And, And yeah, and that's from then on, that is how I've gotten through yeah, all of these challenges. I, I can't take any credit because yeah, 20 and and it's 26 bags, but it was more than that. Some of the alphabets I had other bags, but for the purpose of the book, it was just one bag per alphabet. And um yeah, I couldn't have I couldn't have done that alone. I, I even said one time, this is not even human for one person. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, I'm, I'm even also trying to understand and forgive me if it's too personal, but you had never gone to your mother's grave.
1: No.
0: Was it, was this part of this baggage that you were just holding on to? Was it that you just couldn't or what was it?
1: Um, it was more of, I didn't, because I didn't, I don't remember her. I didn't feel it was an attachment. And so now with 10 years ago, after my dad, or yeah, after my dad passed away, we had a family reunion on my dad's side of the family. Some of her friends were there. Now, this was my first time meeting them. They remembered me. I didn't remember them. Mm. And now getting the story behind it because my grandmother, she didn't talk about our mom to us. We knew she was murdered, but that was it. She wouldn't talk about her. Um, so... It was just a lot of unanswered questions. And then I didn't meet my dad until I was 16, which that's another interesting story. My first and second son, their father, introduced me to my own dad. What? I know. <laughs> <laughs> were like, what? <laughs> yeah, I was pregnant. We were at the store, and uh-huh. he got out of the car, and when he got back in, he said, what did you say your dad's name was again? And I was like, I didn't, because I didn't talk about him. I didn't even know what he looked like. And so um I guess from from the tiny one in the store somebody told him hey that's such and such daughter <clears throat> because of the last name maybe they put two and two together and saw me and so he was like I know your dad like he basically raised me do you want to meet him and not knowing why he was absent and being 16 oh no, he hasn't been around I don't why come around now type of thing right, right. and one day I was asleep and, Shortly after, and I woke up and he had my dad standing right there.
0: <laughs> wow, that is definitely a lot of baggage. And it, <laughs> all of this reminds me, everything you're telling me just reminds me to remind people. Because, you know, a lot of times people go, man, my family has this, this, and this going on. People just don't understand what it's like. But, But then you talk about all this. And it's like every family has things going on. Don't think you're unique because we all have something, don't we? Yes. We all have, like you said, baggage. Yeah. Yep. And so is the book out now or is it coming out?
1: It's coming out. So initially it was slated to be released last year, but due to COVID, Mm -hmm. um, some of the things that we were planning to do with the launch. There were restrictions, so it will be out this year.
0: I get the impression that you've already been talking about it, and people have been asking you about it. And maybe you've shared some parts of it, maybe,
1: yeah, people have asked about it. And it's actually already been edited. I have my book cover, yeah, everything is on the website um and uh yeah, it's. If you have questions about it.
0: <laughs> um, it's getting yeah, to know Keanu Cox from A to Z.
1: Yes.
0: Let's talk about some of these jobs that you've had. The, okay. <laughs> the one that stands out to me, because there's a lot. I'm looking at your website right now. There's a lot of list of, there's a huge list of accomplishments. Architect. What was this?
1: Okay. So the architect is more of a builder. I'm a builder. Um, I lay foundations. I've helped a lot of entities help to build their companies, either startup, um, or to grow their business. So that's what the architect is. Oh,
0: okay. Okay. That makes sense. That makes (laughs) sense. Influencer. I mean, the list goes on. Like I said, at the beginning, I was reading all this. I'm like, I, I haven't done half of this stuff. (laughs) I feel like a lazy bum sometimes
1: <laughs> you know, see, sometimes we don't recognize it and and like with me I was the type I didn't I, I didn't like talking about myself mm-hmm. um and so which some people say you know most people don't but then you have some people who do and when I write a lot of them write, are on tv yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah when I've written other people's bios um I had someone to Mention about me like how would you write someone else's you need to do that about you because as i said i'm I'm not a bragful boastful person i'm behind the scenes i would always tell people i'm not the artist i'm the producer i'm behind the scenes i don't want undivided attention um i got a lot of attention growing up i don't i was wasn't one not for my family though so it was interesting my family didn't but outsiders did so I never wanted, um, I've never lacked undivided attention. I like attention that I want, but not undivided attention. There are some people who love attention. Even one of the twins, every time I go in for the sonogram, they're like, oh, he's over the other one. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's the dance. <laughs> <dad's personality." laughs> and the other one is mine behind the scenes. <laughs> so, Yeah. And so and that's what I, that's what I did when I wrote and st- yeah, and started putting these out. I'm like, I have to share the things that I've done because it has been a lot. But I was very what some would say humble about it, but um I, I have to share it. It's all a part of too, unpacking the baggage because people want to know now, where are you? Okay, you had all these issues. And so what are you doing now? because it's really about the overcoming of it, not staying in those situations. So not feeling bad that you have the baggage, but not to stay there either.
0: You can't carry that baggage forever. No. So a lot of these are almost metaphoric. And did you come up with them or did someone say, think about this about yourself and put a word to it?
1: No, I came up with them because again, it was a it was a joke where I was like, oh yeah. I had issues with the Z, not with the S. I'm like, you know, that's why, but I'm like, I had issues with the Z. And I said, you know what? My unpacked baggage getting to know Kiana Cox from A to Z from all these different people asking me, what do you do? Who are you? I mean, yeah, I had someone didn't even ask my name, stopped me in the elevator or stop the elevator, put his head in there. What do you do? And I'm like, hi. (laughs) You didn't even ask my name or anything. And so, and there was also a misconception of, oh, you've been through nothing. I would even have close friends. Like, what do you know? You don't know. You haven't been through anything like this. And it used to be like, you had no clue. Because again, that's where the private for me came in. Just because I didn't wear it, people didn't see it. And they saw the smile and they saw their things and me helping other people, but they had no clue because my mindset back then was, I was the go-to person, even friends and families to get counseling or coaching or advice. And my about ba- mindset back then, and I know that's not to be true now, right. but was if they're coming to me for advice, how can they help me <laughs> in what I'm going through? <laughs> So I'm not going to.
0: That's so true though. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it, that that was my mindset back then. How can, how can they help me? So I just kept it. I kept it private and I didn't share it. And so it wasn't that I wasn't going through things. Cause as you can see, you know, even with the book, it, it was a lot, but I just felt like who, who can help me?
0: Cause it kind of puts you in that position of, well, I take my car to the mechanic because he knows what he's doing. At least I think he does. How dare he come and ask me to fix something for him?
1: Right. <laughs> like, you, don't wanna,
0: you can't ask right. me. Yeah. So let's, if you don't mind, let's play a little game. Let's play an alphabet sure. game. So okay. it's unpacking baggage from A to Z. Yes. So what I was, you, you kind of described that for each one of your bags, you have an alphabetical letter assigned to it. Yes. So I'm going to randomly say letters and tell me what's attached.
1: Okay, let's see. Okay, <laughs> okay, mine. Okay. All right, get ready. Get ready. What
0: okay. is your T? Uh,
1: my T. What is my T? <laughs> oh, should I should have had my list up. Look, I wasn't prepared for that. What is my T? Oh, that's interesting. I can tell you my R off top.
0: Okay, what's your R?
1: <laughs> my R was runner, and the, the T O come. My R was runner. I used to I used to run from things. I didn't know one. I didn't know how to or understand how to communicate effectively and healthy with people. Um, so instead of addressing, I don't like to use the word confrontation because people see that as a fight. Um, instead of addressing. Um, learning how to address a situation um, I would run from it and say I don't have to deal with this and I would run from it
0: that feels like a personal attack because I have that same (laughs) (laughs) I share your R I'm just gonna say that
1: (laughs) and, And so it's so interesting that you mentioned that because I share with someone else yeah like that is the, the, R, a lot of people run and they don't understand that they think it's one thing, but it's really not.
0: And sometimes for me, cause some people think, well, you're running away from your problems. For me, it's not even that metaphoric run that people think for me, it's often, well, I just won't talk about it anymore, which is actually the same thing right. as running away from it. It's like, I just won't talk about it anymore. Yes. <laughs>
1: yes and and that's what we and that's what we would say is yeah i don't want to talk about it or i don't have to deal with this or but that is actually running because as an adult we should be able to talk and to people as adults and to be able to effectively communicate with one another which is different because you have some people who you know they're not ready to receive that they don't understand, they may have some other issues. And so there's a there's a time there may be a timing for that person to be able to to talk to them. And I know with some individuals, I have had to write them because I wouldn't be able to get out what the purpose of us talking about or what the situation is. Right. So
0: and embarrassingly enough, I can I I have to admit I'm not completely over that R. It still comes up from time to time and it always gets me in trouble. And I'm always reminded, you know,
1: we no, could just talk about uh, it. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, we we just we just don't stay there.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right, let's do another letter. Let's do names. Let's do yours. What's your K?
1: My K is oh yeah, this is <laughs> I, I got K? I
0: caught you off guard, didn't I?
1: <laughs> no, it's okay because it's 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 gonna come. Yeah, everyone everyone well while 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 it's coming to mind because it's coming. While it's coming to mind, I will say that in this book, again, everything Oh, how did I not my K was know it all. Ah. I was
0: know-it-all. <laughs> Oh, yes. yeah. That's another big one, too. I think we all yes. fall into that sometimes, too. Now, I yes. I would like to say, I might be bragging on myself a little bit. I know I've done this before. A lot of my life when I was younger, and I got called on it in a way that made me go, oh, because I really didn't realize I was doing it. I mm-hmm. thought I was being helpful. But mm-hmm. someone very close to me was like, you know, when you talk that way and act that way you come across as basically a know-it-all and it makes people feel uncomfortable with asking you questions and i was like oh so now i consciously try to avoid that as much as i can so unlike the r unlike the r i think i got the k down
1: (laughs) you got the k down yeah Yeah, and it's like you like you've mentioned i felt that way too i felt like i'm helping out Um, i wanted to help by mentioning this and mentioning that but no it was no i know i know this i know this listen to me now in hindsight it's it was just listen to me i know this do it this way because this is the way i would do it but it's like no that doesn't work for for everyone not at all not at all
0: all right. You ready for mine? The L. What's your L?
1: The L is for lust.
0: That's a big one for a lot of people. I think every, yes. I think I'm going to go out on a limb and say pretty much everybody.
1: I know. As I said, they're, they're in these, they're anybody, even a child can relate to some of these things. Um, but yeah, the L is for lust.
0: What's a, what's a letter that you think is a letter that a lot of people really should take to heart? Other than, I mean, I, I know lust is very impactful. Know-it-all mm-hmm. is very impactful, but what's one letter that you're like, I think this would help a lot of people if they could unpack the baggage of this letter?
1: Um, I would say the P.
0: And what's the P? The P
1: is for perfectionism. Are the F, there's a lot of fear. Yeah. A lot of people experience fear. But, yeah, the, the P for for perfectionism. Um, yeah, there, there's several. The O is um, overly opinionated, which I wouldn't necessarily, that's every, to say that that's everyone. Um, but I'm just throwing out a, a few of them because, um, yeah, there are a lot of people, especially due to what happened with this pandemic, People, a lot of people are in fear.
0: I think perfectionism and fear go together.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. The the perfectionism, a perfectionist, um, they are in fear that either people are going to look at them a certain way. um, They may look like a failure. It's their fear, their fear of failure, of a perfectionism.
0: Absolutely. Well, Kiana, thank you once again for coming on, sharing your story, which is one of the most unique stories I've ever heard personally. And, and then to grow to this point where you've, you've written this book to help people to unpack baggage when, in my opinion, you have had some of the heaviest baggage <laughs> I've ever heard starting from childhood. I mean, that's, an, that's amazing of you to be able to do it.
1: Yeah, it, it's, it's heavy. And I use an analogy in the um, introduction to talk about that, even baggage, physical baggage, taking it through the airport—if it weighs more than the a lot of, you have to pay more. You have to pay extra, and I mean, and depending on how many bags, sometimes your bags can be more than the plane ticket. <laughs>
0: so ran into um, that before.
1: <laughs> yeah. So the baggage, baggage accumulated and carrying excess baggage can be costly is really what this is about too. Like you have to release it. You mentioned one thing earlier about even back then, like with my grandmother going to get counseling, coaching therapy, it was like, you know, kind of like a taboo and, oh, you don't do that because it's something wrong with you type of, no. Um, that was a part of, um, it actually started with a counseling session for me. Um, one hour that turned into three hours. He just sat and listened, he said nothing. for the three hours. And that was the first time. And I just really felt a load lifted off of me because I had never told any one person that much information about me.
0: That's incredible. When do you anticipate the book will be released?
1: Um, We're looking at fall now because with this pregnancy. um, Yeah, that was you know, a kind of a surprise for me. And so, um, yeah, and this twin pregnancy is different from singletons. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, we're looking at the fall. This oh, year.
0: Twin pregnancy. I've seen twin pregnancy. I don't, I, I'm look, I'm just going to say, I don't know how you women do it. i I I can't i'm not even gonna (laughs) a much respect much respect (laughs) i'll just put it that way so the book is called unpacked baggage getting to know kiana cox from a to z get it when it comes in the fall and the pre-orders are up now i saw yes right okay and then get it find your letter (laughs) or just read it from front to back which i think i would do yeah
1: yeah, well, so that's another thing. It's interactive. So I share my baggage and how I packed and where I am, and then gives the reader the opportunity in there. There's a uh, uh, after each chapter for them to be able to pack there. And and it may not, not be my A, but what is your A? And um, it allows for you to unpack to start unpacking.
0: Absolutely. And where. Can you share your website so people can go and look and connect and what, however else can they connect to you?
1: Yeah, sure. The website for the book is www.unpackbaggage.com. And the best way, I'm not a huge social media, but LinkedIn. Um, You can find me on LinkedIn and connect with me on LinkedIn. And it's at Kiana Casey Cox. Um, And that's K E Y O N N A K
0: c c o x absolutely well, thank you once again, Kiana for coming on. I don't want to keep you too long i i know pregnancy can <laughs> Can be something throughout the day.
1: <laughs> I took a nap before me. Because oh, t- <laughs> <Well, good. laughs> that's actually what I
0: was thinking. I'm like, she's probably just starting to get tired.
1: <laughs> well, <good. laughs> you
0: took a nap beforehand but I do want to thank you. Uh, your story, you you're more than welcome, and you're more than welcome to come back, especially when the book comes out. You can come out and share more about it, promote it. I'd I'd love the idea. Unpack unpacked baggage. And again, because we all have something, unpack it and move on, right? Yes. And as usual, everybody, thanks for tuning in to Voluntary Input. If you want to connect with us, learn more, especially learn more about where you can listen to us, just go to voluntaryinput.com. You can select Contact Us if you have any questions, or better yet, select Register as a Guest, because we are always looking for great guests like you and Kiana. Thank you once again, and have a great night. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> my